Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we usually go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today I'm going out of order with a very special episode on the recent 2021 heist romantic comedy film Army of Thieves. This is directed by Matthias Schwilgefer. It stars him as well as Nathal Emmanuel, Guz Khan, Rubio Fee, Stuart Martin, Jonathan Cohen and Peter Simonscheck. I am Jesse. I'm writing solo here today with this very special follow-up from an earlier one we did in the year about the Army of the Dead. This is the prequel to that Zack Snyder film. Uh, so hopefully you're here because you've seen this film and possibly seen Army of the Dead as well. And I think that if you haven't seen either of the films, uh, give us a pause right now because my discussion today is probably going to spoil both of those films for you. And I do, I'm do. i not going to give you any apologies after. So if you want to check either of those films out first, then you need to give us a pause now. Come back a bit later on because I'm going to kick off with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary to start this one off. And, and this is during a zombie outbreak, the world is distracted, allowing a group of thieves to target the biggest safes across Europe. And as I mentioned, this is a prequel to The Army of the Dead, which came out about five months ago um, in May 2021. This film is set six years prior, and it's the second installment of this new franchise that we're seeing. Um, and also, we're going to have an animated um, series as well coming out too, uh, very, very shortly. So lots to, to get into and lots to enjoy about this series so far. I think it's important to sort of put into context that in September 2020, it was announced that this film, known as the Army of the Dead prequel, was in development and the filming began in Germany and the Czech Republic in October 2020 and was finished by December 2020. So um, obviously worldwide pandemic occurring at the same time, so lots of strict things that needed to be followed during the making of this film. And Deborah Snyder um, obviously works alongside Zach and in May of 2021 around the, the release of The Army of the Dead described this film is similar to the Italian job. It's a world where the zombies do exist from the first film and explain that, you know, this is a standalone film. So you don't have to have seen the original to know it, but there are little bits and pieces throughout, which I'll probably touch on later on, that do uh, give, you know, a bit more of an understanding to this film if you have seen the first one. Um, the producer classified this as a genre um, that is more sort of a romantic comedy heist, um, which talks very early stages of the zombie pandemic that we do see in the previous film. And, you know, it's causing this instability in the banking institutions because of these zombies existing in America and they're moving money around. So this is that perfect opportunity for a heist. In July 2021, Netflix put out the first trailer for this film and it premiered at the San Diego Comic-Con. So big, um, big sort of opening for the trailer there. And, and this is something that's a little bit different. This, this film actually has six taglines. Often, you know, you'll see a film with a tagline. This one's got six that are across a variety of different posters for this film. So one of the, the taglines is, nothing is a safe bet. Uh, it's a nice little connection to this uh, film being about, you know, trying to hack into safes as well as obviously the other meaning for it. Um, Another tagline is more safes, less zombie. Another one is you don't have to go to Vegas to get lucky, obviously making reference to the Army of the Dead film. Uh, another one here is that while the zombies took over, one team took advantage. That one's pretty ordinary. Not a big fan of that one. Uh, and, and the next one as well, not a big fan. Before Vegas, one locksmith became a legend. And again, not, not great. And I think we're getting worse as we go because the last one was Vegas isn't the only place to win big. So uh, 
I think the, the first few were a lot better than the ones towards the end. Uh, I did have a look at the translation for this film in a couple of countries. The, the, the biggest sort of ones that were a little bit different was in Brazil. This is called Army of Thieves, the Invasion of Europe. It's a little bit of a, a play on where the events in this one are taking place, but there's no actual zombies in Europe in this one. So not a big fan of that title. And in Mandarin, it's simply called Thief. So... Um, yeah, nice, nice and little uh, succinct title in Mandarin. Uh, consensus. Let, let's talk about consensus for this one. And obviously, this is this is coming out um, only a few hours after the film's been released on Netflix uh, on the 29th of October, 2021. On Rotten Tomatoes, this one at the moment sits on 71%, so it's fresh. That's on 51 critic reviews. The audience have it a fair bit higher. They have it at 89%, and that's on over 100 people getting onto Rotten Tomatoes to look at that one. IMDb, similar sort of thing, fairly positive. It's on a 6.4 out of 10 on nearly 2,500 uh, ratings. And the last one that we like to look at and our most favorite on this show is Letterboxd. And on Letterboxd, it's, it's had about 1,800 people in the first few hours of this film uh, being released, jumping on to give it a rating, and it sits on a solid three. So... Early on, pretty positive from the critics for this one, which we do like to see. And and that will lead me into my early thoughts for this one. And I think this this is a very self-aware genre film that sort of goes away from the zombie gore that we saw in, in the original Army of the Dead. And it heads down a more character-driven piece that it's still super fun and enjoyable. So get on board. I have spoiled a few things already, but if you don't want to hear about the scenes, that's what I'm going to jump into next. Um, but prior to that, I'm going to talk about some characters. So some characters in this one, and, and obviously we've got um, Sebastian Dieter, who we have seen in Army of the Dead, and, and he's a safe picker. Um, he plays that role in that film, and it is assumed that he um, does uh, have a, you know, his, his demises, his, his, he gets stuck in a safe at the end of Army of the Dead. So um, we know that we think he's dead in the original film. So this is his story before joining that team um, to go to Vegas and, and defeat the zombies there and crack a safe there. So in this one, we sort of get that idea that, you know, he's obsessed with safes. It's sort of his... He's been into it since he was a young kid. He's been trying to do YouTube videos to to show his understanding of safe cracking, and that sort of gets him involved in this this world, I guess. And 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 the idea is that he lives a pretty routine, boring life. You know, nervous sort of guy who needs to be brought out of his shell. And I really appreciated the development of his character throughout this piece because he goes from being, a, a, yeah, like I mentioned, a very shy sort of person that get builds a lot of confidence in in people acknowledging and understanding that he is quite skillful in his ability to pick locks and especially through the next character I'm going to talk about um, Gwendoline um, I, I really liked the development of the feelings and the relationship with her it was done really nicely that you actually want them to be able to work together in the future that they had really good chemistry on screen as you know the performers and as characters as well and and Gwendolyn she's the, the the leader of this gang I guess this leader of criminals and sort of goes down the story of, of having a, a bad childhood where she was younger and, and went down this criminal pathway because it sort of, you know, it was a part of her life. Her father did the, the same thing and, and it, doing it on her own 
made her feel alive and, and that's where she's sort of come into contact with this band of misfits I guess or or stereotypes of these characters that we do see in heist films because we have Karina who's sort of the the tech savvy hacker and in charge of logistics and sort of plays a little bit of a, a comedic role as well as um, Rolf who's the the getaway driver they, they try to add a little bit of humor and then you've got that serious um, sort of tough guy you know the brawn um, in Brad Cage and you know he he wasn't tough when he was younger and they show us that and, and you know he used movies and action heroes as inspiration to become cool so you know growing up watching movies he decided to change his name as sort of a combination and i'm not going to use the exact quote from the film but it is a mixture of brad pitt and nick cage that brad cage character uh, so different sort of little story there and then the last people i'll, I'll touch on are the police that are sort of chasing um chasing this gang of, of safe or bank robbers and it's there's uh, Delacrox and Beatrix and they're the good cop bad cop dynamic where the typical stereotypes the the male gun ho straight in dives in goes with um, exactly what's happening at the time whereas she's more you know thinking outside the square and saying let's assess the situation and you know they added some nice moments in that you know we needed um, some consequences or we needed to feel like that these characters were in danger of not being able to to complete or pull off these heists across. Europe. All right, the director, um, Matthias Schweighoffer, who I don't know, I apologize for saying the name wrong, obviously plays Sebastian. So, directing and starring in a film, super famous in Germany. Um, 77 acting credits, six directing, and obviously um, being able to, to carry on this franchise. There's a lot of faith in his ability to, to share the, these stories, um, and I think did a, a pretty good job with this one too. And that will lead me into talking about some scenes from this one. So I'll start off with ones that I enjoyed. And I guess the standout ones for me, the, the subtle zombie connections from the previous film, they were done really well. Um, you know, they have like the news reports in the background, which we often see in movies. And, you know, there's some funny ones where a reporter gets eaten by a zombie, you know, on, on the ground in Vegas. And Sebastian has these visions or dreams of, of zombies in the corridor outside his house. And has this vision of, of him in a safe, which those that have seen the army of De the dead know that that's um, from that film and the zombies running towards him and they reference it as characters that, you know, maybe he's seeing his own death or, or it's a reflection of his self doubt and inadequacy. And I really thought they did a good job of, of including those connections from the previous film. Um, I mentioned Karina, sort of the, the tech savvy character. And, and there's a stage where she tries to make a move on Sebastian. Um, and later on, you know, um, he's sort of questioning her on a role that she's playing in this, in one of these heists. And, you know, her comment is, you know, get out of my face, mister. I don't want to make out. I just had a laugh and thought that was quite funny. Uh, a good moment in this film. Um, further things, Gwen um, or Gwendolyn and Sebastian, there's a scene where they're inside one of the banks and they get out of a lift and, some security guards come towards them and just a really cool action scene um with gwen kicking some ass uh it was it was cool to see well done you know for, for one of the only i guess sort of physical scenes that we saw them fighting um there's you know sebastian's running away from the police at one stage and jumps on the back of a train cool scene but even cooler was the follow-up shot of this train going across a bridge over a body of water i just looked really really cool and and finally a, a sebastian moment that i couldn't uh not put in here at the end. Uh, there's sort of this altercation with Brad and he tries to punch him and hurts his hand. It was just a nice bit of physical humor that, that sort of made, um, made it a bit more light than what that scene was. There's not a lot that I didn't like in this. Uh, some things that pro probably could have been changed or, or I didn't really appreciate. 
<laughs> there's a scene where Sebastian sort of feels the heartbeat of, of one of the locks. And for those that listen to our podcast regularly, it just reminded me of this film that we did a couple of weeks ago called Chopsticks. Uh, and they had a similar scene where they were, they were feeling the, the heartbeat of the lock and it was just lame. Um, and, and to lead into that, the the safe picking scenes throughout this film, they were very drawn out and, and quite boring to me. And I know that a lot of people might like those visual effects and trying to make a, a picking of a lock exciting to me, just didn't land. And then the, the final scene, the last couple of minutes of this film sort of go back over some some scenes from Army of the Dead, and I just think it wasn't needed, especially if you're trying to make this a standalone film. You've made those connections throughout. You didn't need to add this on the end to show us how he got involved with the characters or the heist in Army of the Dead because you can jump on and watch that film if you wanted to anyway. Um, that takes me to some themes, some ideas in this one, and I think that like the, the first one did, it, it's so topical right now of what's happening in the world at the moment you've got this pandemic that's been going worldwide now for you know almost getting close to two years and the the idea that this pandemic is blinding people to what's actually happening in the world elsewhere and you know that they do this through the idea that these characters can um you know rob banks and there's more to it than that the, the what else in our world are we missing out on or not seeing or what's not being covered because our focus is so much on something else at the moment so i, I really like the way that they did that in this film i think that you know the idea of banks in this there was quite a big critique about them holding the wealth and the power over people and especially having sebastian as a bank worker sort of tied in with you know the the monotonous parts of his life and, and him joining this crew and, and taking these banks on was was a bit of a standout and two you know sebastian taking a chance living a less ordinary life it's, it's often that you know we see characters that need to overcome these odds and, and i think they did a good job in this in showing uh, the development of him going from a, a bit of a loner type character with a not much going on in his life to, to having a feeling of success and a feeling of, of worth, which was nice. Um, and finally, I'll just touch on the genre in this. I mean, I think that this film is very aware, as I mentioned earlier on, about what type of film this is. They, you know, specifically talk about the skill sets each of the characters have and they talk about, you know, the deception and the double crossing and um, the idea of, you know, you need a love story and they include all of these. So you're expecting them to come and I think they did a good job in acknowledging that rather than you just sitting there going, I know it's going to come. It's like, okay, we're telling you it's going to come because we're aware of what we're doing. So that was that was cool too. Uh, what do I take away from this one? I think that this is probably just a random little thing, but they do quite a good job. And I'm not a very musical person, but they connect each of these safes that they're trying to break into um, through opera and through specific characters in the, in the music world. And if you do enjoy um, your music history and have a bit of an understanding about the Valkyries and some of those things, you're probably going to like the mentions of the stories in here that they relate to the ring cycle of these safe stories. So just a little pick up there. And I think this would be a good one. I know it's, I know it's hard to say that if this would get released into a cinema, but I think this would be a nice one to be able to see on a on a big screen rather than, you know, sitting at home, um, not being able to enjoy the experience with others in a cinema. We have a, a part of our show where we might jump onto IMDb to check someone out. Now, this one here, this was just a, a check for my own sanity. Uh, Gwendolyn, played by um, Nathalie Emmanuel. As soon as I saw her, I'm like, that's um, Khaleesi's right-hand person or right-hand girl from, from Game of Thrones. And I just needed to double-check that, that I was right. And very familiar face. If you've watched all of Game of Thrones, then you will uh, recognize her straight away too. I am guessing. 
Question time. I don't have anyone to bounce any questions off, but I'm going to ask these to myself and answer them myself, I think, because I think one of the questions you want to walk away from this film is thinking, is Sebastian still a good person? He gets involved with criminals and he does crack safes and he probably has the intention of walking away with some of this money that they do take, but I need to sort of think about, you know, just getting involved in the in the crime should he be held as accountable as the others because i don't want to talk too much about the ending but maybe he gets a bit of a free ride um in this whole situation when you know he did have a conscious choice to say i might walk away from this um if people are going to get hurt then i don't want to be a part of this so i think it's an interesting thing to ponder and the last part about this too i think is that at the end there's some dialogue from sebastian or, or a voiceover where him and Gwen sort of, or Gwendolyn, get split up and he makes a comment that he's going to wait for her and, and they're going to be reunited in this final vault. Now, we know that he gets into this final final vault in uh, Army of the Dead and he's followed in there by zombies. So it leaves it open nicely that if they wanted to make another film, there's that possibility that maybe Gwendolyn's escaped um, jail and was in Vegas ready to help him and, and ready to be there and, and they can have another adventure. So I really like that optimism and that idea that their story might continue somewhere down the road. Time to wrap this up. I think um, hopefully you've enjoyed my short little take on this film. I know that um, there's probably a lot that I've missed, but I enjoyed this. I think that you know, it's not often that you get a prequel or a sequel to a film that that's not only like a completely different tone, but a completely different genre. And I know that both films in this series so far have revolved around heists, but they are both so different. And I thoroughly enjoyed the character arcs and developments in this one, especially through Sebastian's story. And I really do hope that we get to see him back with Gwendolyn at some stage. I'm, I'm giving this a four out of five because this was a good Friday night watch just in time for Halloween. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. And I reckon if you're, you're keen to sit back and, and enjoy a film, this would be one that I'd suggest, even if you haven't seen Army of the Dead. We have social media. We've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're, we're active on there. Give us a like, give us a shout out, give us a comment, whatever you can to support us. That would be fantastic. And just the question I wanted to pop up with this episode is, what's your favorite heist film? Uh, I think we've had this uh, this sort of question before a long, long time ago, but can you give us some heist films that you know isn't just the Italian job? What else is out there that we could check out that uh, you could recommend? So, as always, thank you for, for sticking around and listening to this discussion on Army of Thieves. We do release episodes every Wednesday, and we've got a, a back catalogue of over 170 Netflix original films now um, with bonus episodes and all sorts of stuff. So if there's a Netflix film that you've seen, you enjoyed it, there's a chance that you know we've probably covered it on our show, and you might want to listen to our discussion. So have a search through our catalogue. We'd appreciate it. Um, give us some feedback. And... We will be back on Wednesday for our regular episode. 